Tara, where are you calling from right now? Lonnie, I'm calling you from my kitchen. Well, if you had any doubts, our next guest has a great sense of humor. Tara Nuren gives us a spirited view as she shares how women shaped today's beer culture. Her latest book, A Woman's Place is in the Brew House, a forgotten history of alewives, brewsters, witches, and CEOs has something for everyone. I'm Lonnie Miller, producer and host of Beyond My Day Job. This season, subtitled The Craft Beer Inquiries, I'm focused on the business behind the craft beer industry. This is episode six, as we continue to talk to brewers, growers, and influencers within the beer world. Let's get to it and hear from Tara. So I'm at home in Camden, New Jersey, um, which is right across the Delaware River from Philly. Got it. As I like to say, as Sarah Palin says, I can see Philly from my house. Um, so just tell us from it, you know, just background in terms of your journalistic and where you've had some exposés and some notoriety in terms of publications and story focus, if you could just kind of um, give us a good flavor for your background. Sure. Well, I was a TV journalist for about 10 years, so covering uh, you know, the spot news, uh, the fires. Um, I always wanted to be doing sort of the longer form kind of more societal um, inquiry stories or, you know, at least the fe- more featurey stories where I could look at um, tourism, economic development, um, social movements. Um, that didn't happen so much in local TV news sometimes, but not, not enough for me. So I left in 2005 and ever since then I've been um, writing what we in the <laughs> publishing industry call lifestyle stories, um, which is your softer stuff, but I, I shouldn't really, I'm not being fair to myself by saying that because um, I've been writing primarily about beer and the beer industry, um, beer culture, beer history, beer yep. women, beer travel. Um, and whenever I can get an economic angle in there, I'm happy because that was a big reason I started focusing on beer in the first place. Really? So mm-hmm. can I ask why beer and not wine? Yeah, well, <laughs> so in 05, um, my biggest client after I left TV was the Philly Tourism Bureau. And um, at the time, I was reading a lot of it, journalistic advice that said, you know, it's best not to be a generalist. If you want to really succeed in journalism, pick a niche. So for one, I mean, I've always been like a big food and drink person, food, drink and travel person. Mm-hmm. So I spent about one second thinking that maybe I would become the next great wine writer. And I thought, that's stupid. (laughs) Um, You know, that's already a really established uh, profession and I will probably never know enough about wine to do super well in that industry. But I've always liked beer. Um, My dad would give me sips when I was a a toddler. Um, I started drinking what we were calling micro brew at the time in the mid nineties. So, and then in Philly in 2005, there was a lot taking off as far as beer goes. Um, So it made a lot more sense to start focusing on beer. And I have this saying, when people ask me this, I said to myself, right time, right place and right gender, because obviously there were really almost no female beer writers at the time. And and, uh, there are a lot more now, but still, you know, not a ton. 
So you were ahead of the pack. They say, you know, you were country before country was, you know, cool, maybe. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> the trail well, you laser. know, it's interesting. I feel like I kind of bridge two generations of beer writer. And I don't know if the OG, <laughs> the older guys would appreciate this, but, um, you know, they're the people who've been writing about beer for 20 years and more. And there were some female beer writers at the time. Um, none of the women are still really writing about beer. And again, there were only a couple. Um, I can't think of any still doing it. And then there's this new generation of female beer writer that started, mm, I'm going to say maybe around four, four or five years ago. Well, let's talk about what's been a focus of yours sure. and uh, fascinated. And honestly, I've, I've enjoyed uh, the book that you just came out with. Uh, a Woman's Place is in the Brew House, a forgotten history of alewives, brewsters, witches, and CEOs. And I'm just going to tell you, this title is full of attitude. It is <laughs> a rocking way to get someone's attention. If like, you know, Even the sub, you know, subtitle there. So, um, Woman's place is in the brew house. So if I miss this book, what am I missing here? If I do not pick this puppy up and read, what am I going to miss here at Tara? I think that you're missing the, the narrative thread of beer. Um, you know, I think if one appreciates beer and doesn't know sort of the basic premise of the book, at least, then they're just drinking beer. And maybe they can talk about, you know, they can go over some sensory, they can judge. But the fact is, since pre-civilization, when we were still hunter-gathering in Africa, we were most likely making and brewing beer. And most likely from day one, it was women. Um, and in every single civilization where beer has been consumed, and that's, I don't know if I want to say most civilizations, but a lot um, throughout time. And uh, it's been women at the beginning every time. And, and, you know, it's not a book you have to be a beer, even appreciator right. to appreciate. Yeah. Um, because I really tell the story of gender relations throughout humanity. And a lot of it is very economic. You know, we're looking at the, the rise of um, capitalism and the rise of craftsmen guilds and the rise of industrialism and the age of scientific discovery. Um, so there's so much there. And there's so many different parts of the world and ethnicities, you know, even within America, mm -hmm. that the book addresses that even if you don't care about women's history or beer history or the history of America, if you're like a very proud, I don't know, Irish American, right. German American, um, you know, you're going to find something to relate to in the book. I, I, I appreciate the fact that you said, you know, you don't have to be a, um, you know, beer enthusiast because you've got a lot of really well-researched history you know anthropology right the you know just the societal issues that you're bringing up and right. i mean i'm just looking back at the book right now and, and the number of pages of notes right that kind of yeah and it's it's not a academic i don't perceive it you know just as you know you know joe joe public here looking at it because i like history so it caught my attention i like the fact that it's got a very specific um, and I think when I, you know, first spoke with you earlier this summer, you said, you know, it's, it's from a, it's from a feminist point of view in terms of looking at where that, 
heritage of beer, right? Its origins. And you do an amazing, I, I am curious, like, you know, I mean, the amount of research, what was, what was the time period it took for you to hmm. do all, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what went into this to get this puppy uh, published? Well, I mean, I drew on knowledge that I've been accumulating over the past 16 or so years as I've been reporting on beer, obviously. Um, but the actual sit down, quote unquote, butt in chair, if I may, uh, research period was um, a little over a year. Okay. Um, I got my contract from my publisher in July 2019 right. and I think submitted the, the manuscript in October 2020. That's Chicago Review Press, the publisher. Mm -hmm. All right. Yep. Okay. Um, how much traveling did you have to do? Because some of your narrative in the book, you're popping around different places in the country and um, I haven't got through all of it. So whether you went abroad or not, but I, I do think you've got something where you were in Europe for some of the content. So what, what was your travel? Um, um, I did travel abroad. Um, <laughs> so there, there are big sections on Scotland and Finland um, because I was in Scotland and Finland <laughs> for, for journalism trips. Um, but if you notice the timeline that I just gave, COVID took up a lot of that time. So here I was traveling, extending my trips to do research in these like big national libraries and then COVID hit and I couldn't go anywhere. Oh. <laughs> so, so my travel at that point was basically um, over the phone, <laughs> over <Thanks>. email. <laughs> um yeah so I would have done a lot more traveling it would have cost me a lot more money to do the research for this book because I really wanted to go to Egypt I had planned to go back to the UK Germany thought about China um and yeah basically like I said I was in New Jersey I, I have to ask was there a single event that said I need to write this book it was a phone call with Terry Forward and um, founded the Pink Boots Society. Okay. It was the moment. Did you say, was there a moment when I knew I had to write this book? The, yes, any, the moment yeah, was yeah. <laughs> Terry Ferendorf saying to me, Tara, no one's written a book about the history of women and beer and you need to write it. You're the one. I said, oh, okay. Um, yeah, I, I think I could do that. All right. And, and so I did. <laughs> got it. Got it. Um, Pink Boot Society, you've got a close alliance, obviously, with Terry, who's the Terry Ferendorf. She's the founder of Pink Boot Society, correct? Um, correct? Just for the benefit of those that may not be aware of it, but still into beer and what's going on there. What, what, what's their cause? What are they about? Sure. So Terry um, is a longtime brewer. She founded Pink Boots in 2007 to empower women working in the beer industry through networking and scholarship. Um, it has since expanded. We now open up membership to women working in any alcoholic beverage, um, but the mission remains the same. Got it. And the boots reference to the sloppy, wet back <laughs> operations where they're brewing. And there's a lot of water involved in beer, folks, if you didn't realize that. Yes. Brewing is a very sloshy profession, <laughs> as you're describing. And um, Terry set off on this road trip across the country um, to brew at, I don't know, I it was like I'm going to get this wrong. I'm going to say 40 breweries. Don't quote me. Um, and right before she left, her mother-in-law gave her a pair of pink brewing boots. Ah, very cool. 
Yeah. <laughs> Terry Terry sounds like she has a really great mother-in-law. And she has a wonderful husband, so I'm sure that that's the case. Right. So yeah, okay. that's the origin of the name. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. So the book came out September 2021. We're here in mm-hmm. the middle of October of 2021. Um I'm sure leading up to it, but I'm just always fascinated with the um the thrill ride and you know of an author on a very niche topic but um you know i've been following you on instagram and you've got some really fun visits that i've been watching what's it been like since the book published uh busy <laughs> um, happily a lot of interviews i always say yes to interviews so if any npr journalists are out there listening uh call me. Um, <laughs> so a lot of interviews um i have been traveling a lot i'm okay. fully vaxxed and yep. so i am flying i am traveling um i've been all over the country um to do readings and dinners and panels um and i'm gearing up um for the pre-holiday season to do a West Coast um, John, as we say in Philly, a West Coast tour. Um, but I've already actually been out to the West Coast a couple times to do events already. So I'm really just doing a lot. I'll be in Chicago, Boston, Virginia, you name it. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Oh, fun. What's What's been the most surprising reaction you've had, if, if anything stands out since the book came out? Uh, um, to events or just in general? Just in general, in terms of response to you coming out with such a book. Um, a surprise, uh, surprise response. Well, I can tell you that I'm sensing a lot of like really genuine, deep gratitude. Hmm. I can see that. Um, mostly from women, but some men, um, you know, some people honestly, literally like clutching the book to their chest and being like, Tara, thank you so much. And, you know, you look at this time we're in right now where the con- the primary conversation taking place right. in beer is about the treatment of women and um, marginalized populations and, and employees in general, right? Yeah. And so this book fits right into the contemporary moment that we're in because, um, like I said, it explores how women got to where we are in the beer world, um, you know, as second-class citizens, basically. Got it, right. And um, so there's there's a, a, there's a real need for it, I think. And for anybody who's interested in kind of understanding how we got to this moment, this book will tell you everything you ever, ever, ever wanted to know and never even thought about before. And who's back doing what with the barley? The wife, the you know, exactly. female cooking, you know, right? Cooking, right. cooking, brewing, brewing, <laughs> brewing, cleaning, nursing, sewing, everything else. Right, that's exactly right. right. That you know, we didn't touch on that, but maybe that bears um, a quick explanation. The reason it's been women brewing at the beginning of every civilization is that um, throughout most of history, beer has been the staple beverage for the family. You know, breakfast lunch and dinner and who's responsible for that in a you know typical household right huh yeah it makes me think about those uh, beers that are so thick right those heavy stouts like yeah well there's there's just you know ate your or drank your dinner (laughs) that's that's right you know it's it's high calories nutrients you boiled it so you know if we're starting with contaminated water Right. You know, you kill the bacteria, you know. 
Um, so Tara, economic question, it's a saturated industry. Numbers from the Brewers Association show the you know ups and downs. But on top of that, in terms of the number so that you can look up, um, it's really capital intensive, right? The equipment, the raw ingredients, you know, labor aside. Uh, and it's a basically a chemistry experiment that can go south and you That's might right. end up pouring money down the drain. So how do craft brewers make money today? What's what, what are you seeing in terms of the promise for them? I think that breweries, the smaller breweries that will have a better chance of succeeding will be versatile in their product offerings. I mean, some purists will get mad at this answer, but I really think that the states that allow breweries to say make seltzer, make canned cocktails, um, are able to obviously offer more product to more people, right? Um, so I think that's one really key way to go if you're able to do that. Um, what we saw during the pandemic was that the business owners who were able to be innovative and flexible did well. You know, they had to, excuse the cliche, but like turn on a dime mm -hmm. to be able to meet the market where it was and, and comply with all of the daily changing restrictions. So, um, you know, versatility, diversity, and I'm going to talk about diversity in another way very quickly. I think that there are so many untapped markets out there for drinkers that most craft breweries are just oblivious to. I mean, there's so many people out in every single community, whether it's women or, um, you know, African-Americans mm -hmm. or, you know, um, South Asian people or whoever um, who might really love your product. Um, but if you're not connecting with them, they're never really going to know about it because they're probably not going to just wander into your brewery and say hi i was driving by and i was curious because right. that, that doesn't really happen it's not a comfortable environment for somebody who has sort of learned that craft beer doesn't feel like it's for them Got it. so open up your markets by figuring out how to reach your you know your your markets that you're not within your very own communities and and i think they're you know that could open up so much potential Back to your book question. Um, again, Woman's Place is in the brew house. Again, I love the subtitle. A Forgotten History of Alewives, Brewsters, Witches, and CEOs. Um, how can listeners find your book? Uh, thank you for asking. The book's for sale online at all the usual suspects. Um, <laughs> it is being sold in indie and not so indie bookstores, brick and mortar around the country. My website is a woman's place brewhouse.com and there are links there for purchasing the book. And um, you can also check out all of my upcoming events. And if I may, I have Please. one request of your listeners. Um, if they like it, if they read it and like it, it really helps um, my sales algorithms to get reviews on Amazon in particular. So um that is my, that's my ask. <laughs> get, the, get the reviews out there. You know, you don't, you don't, you, you get nothing for not asking. 
So that's good of you. That's great. I love that. <laughs> um, Tara, anything I've not asked you that you want to make sure listeners who are either novices uh, listening to this season about my day job or those that are just like, oh, yes, I love beer, all things beer. Uh, what else does she have to tell me? Uh, well, not to be too salesy, but um, my day job <laughs> when I'm not promote, writing or promoting a book is as a beer journalist, as we talked about, and um, my primary journalistic outlet these days is Forbes. Forbes, that's um, where I saw you. That's how I found you. Mm-hmm, which would appeal to your listeners who are interested in economics and mm-hmm business, et cetera. So I'm the beer and spirits contributor to Forbes and I put out about five stories a month. So oh. if you, the easiest way to find those is really probably to just Google my name and right. Forbes and, right. and it'll come up. That's wonderful. Uh, what a pleasure. What an honor to be able to get you here and be able to, you know, have you share. And, and, and again, this book is, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of history. It's a lot of, I, I appreciate kind of the, um, the discipline of the research that you put into it, but it's all woven in a very uh, balanced societal viewpoint and you learn, learn quite a bit. You've never had a glass of beer. I recommend you folks who are listening, a woman's place is in the brew house, Taryn Niren. Mm-hmm.